boss the crack and welcome to episode four of the Kerry Men podcast. Up the lads. Up the lads. My name is Pam Mack and I'm once again joined by Anto, Anthony Manning mm-hmm. and Dougie. Hello Patrick. How are we getting on boys? How are you keeping? Fantastic. Good. Get up too much the weekend. Yeah. Tried to watch that Kerry game. Certainly I was watching laptop. It was uh, very disappointing. Uh, I was watching it on, on the phone outside the Palace Bar in Dublin. <laughs> Great crack though. It was Great brilliant. Crack. I tried to watch it on a dodgy box but my dodgy box gave in so I had to pay the five quid to watch it. Thank God for the Lamford uh, TV highlights. Yeah. And and actually before we get into it, I think we were chatting about it, big props to the commentators in the game as well. I thought they were very, very good. Boys from between the stripes, Kieran yeah. and Gary, I think. Yeah. Um most most of the way games that I watch is very, very biased commentary, but that that was We went from nice. forty five seconds with the Galway game. Of highlights eight, to eight minutes, six, seven minutes and forty-five <laughs> yeah. seconds, and it's long. exactly what we wanted as well. We said it only a couple of episodes ago. Absolutely. Don't forget to subscribe to the Between the Stripes podcast, lads. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving us the goods we need. Yeah. <laughs> and Between the Stripes, you better start sharing us. <laughs> so they won't even hear that's this. How, that's how this works. They we'll, won't even hear we'll this. Tag them, right? <laughs> anyway, so I suppose we'll we'll get into the game anyway. Um, what's your before we go into kind of the nitty gritty bits and pieces of the actual game? What were your overall thoughts going into it? How did you think we would fare out before the game actually kicked off? Uh, I think I said last week it was going to be a tough game and that's pretty much what yeah. it came out to be. It was a tight tight affair. Like We, we had great moments in the game. Longford had good moments, but then we were just kind of a little bit flash again, yeah. shall we say. Off the pace, I suppose, uh, And then that's kind of what led to that because yeah, I think I think it was you that mentioned it right Anto last year might have been you I'm not too sure who mentioned it but it was if they do win it's always by a goal and if they do lose it's always by a goal as yeah. well and that's exactly what happened to us uh, this week unfortunately but look we started off the game well I thought I think we pushed right up to them they were against the breeze first 15 minutes yeah, yeah we pushed right pressure. up onto them um, forced them to go along they couldn't really Leo had one or two good chances at the start then Longford kind of came into the game a small bit, but it was just back and forth possession for about fifteen minutes, really. Cochran had a good chance that he kind of created himself. Yeah. Um, long ball from the keeper, Leo kept it alive, got in behind, and I don't know how he got there, but he got a touch in it. Yeah. Um, ball fell to Martin Cochran in the middle, he kind of flicked it over the defender. Just the shot went straight over the bar, like, but like it was great work up there. Like you know, obviously they they, they never give up that we talk about with those long balls that Leo got into the end of it and. Got it back, and I think I think it was Danny Okuti that that passed the ball back to Martin. A lovely little touch, flicked it yeah. over the defender. If they scored that goal, yeah, it would have been outstanding. But look, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it was, went over the bar. Kind of, I, I kind of thought it took a deflection. It did look it all right, yeah. yeah. But I th- goal it kick did. was given, I think. Yeah. So no, well, there, look, you know, one of those, unfortunately. Um, Langford kind of came into the bit more around the twenty second, twenty third minutes. They had a nice pass to play there. They had a nice one two, all the way up through the middle nearly and they had a chance that just went wide I think that was probably the best chance up until that point I think yeah yeah yeah. But was that the one there was a foul in, in yeah. the 6 yard yeah that yeah. was a well worked one two was up the right hand side yeah good ball in as well but attacker t- t- foul like you know um, Kerry dealt with a lot of dangerous balls into the box so I thought Keane Barrett was very very good a lot of the ball was kind of played on his channel a good bit he dealt with it as best he could and there was a lot of balls just swung in from corners, free kicks, and just from play as well. That I thought yeah, defensively the carry were good. Yeah, in what, fairness. What, what you make of the new signings, Anto? They, they, actually, yeah, we have to mention that. Yeah, four all four all signings. four debuts. Um, I I thought they did very well. You know, yeah. the um, Axworthy and goals had had a good game. Um, mm. then obviously Dan 
Dan up front he he caused a bit of wreck he, he had that little bit of pace a little bit of bite about him yeah. I think the second half more in the first half for Dan I think he was a bit off the pace in the first half really came into himself in the second half um, threw himself about a bit and put him under a bit of pressure at times like you know yeah, I, thought, I thought Ethan Cost was fantastic in centre back he did a good yeah. job yeah in fairness it's, it's tough coming into new, I, I, I feel like I think the new signees all individually performed well considering it's their first game for the club do you know yeah, Martin I mean? got straight into things yeah. in the middle of the park like you know um, it's just word of, of a few Kerry fans that he's, he was very vocal like you know tough tackling you know quick moving the ball like you know a chance after six minutes like you know getting up the field like you know, he's getting a long ball but it, like some there's times in the Kerry game when that ball goes long the midfielders ain't following it up but Martin was at the age of the 18 yard box like within two seconds to create a half chance for himself like you know yeah. which is probably something we were lacking absolutely and we would actually only mention that as well where he's seen off as we need someone just to get onto the end of those balls not just slip them through for the absolutely, two points yeah, up top absolutely. Um, I agree with you Antonio I, I do think the new signings played played well again but under the circumstances their first game I do think there's more to see from Daniel specifically 100%. came into the bit late in the second half he started as you said he started throwing his body around I seen there was one ball right played on the channel absolutely he just, he just arsed he arsed the centre half over yeah, the sideline yeah, it was yeah. brilliant think but like keeper came out of one stage as well to, for a clearance I think he, he cleared the keeper out of the yeah, great to see we'll, fight we'll get to that I have that down in my oh, notes we'll get, to, we'll get to that just, can you rewind this back <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that um, so Lee got away with murder I know he played well he made some great saves but he got away with murder there on the 35th minute mark yeah. Sammy to the rescue there wasn't it Sammy was to the rescue Lee tried to clear a ball or maybe pick out a pass I'm not 100% sure what it was put it straight in the path of the striker Sammy had a bit of a Superman dive Sammy got in front of the ball leaped and blocked it out for a corner which is great but look shaky moment as I said he made up for it with a, with a number of saves uh, throughout the rest of the first half and the whole second half so we'll let you off the hook this week Lee it's your first game Baby steps. Whoa, <laughs> Patrick here! Like, come on, like straight off the cuff. Yeah, well, like, like he's going to try to defend himself. Like, if it was a bad mistake, we'd say it's a bad absolutely, mistake. Absolutely, but like, you know, we're we'll, it's grand. We won't, we won't get a dog in for it. It's fine. Um, straight after that, though, Leo went down in the box and he got a yellow card mm. for diving. Do you reckon it was a dive or do you reckon there was contact? I thought it was just a 50-50 ball I, mean, honestly, I think he got around the defender like you know the hustle and bustle probably knocked over probably wasn't a penalty but he probably yeah, do you know but I, I, I don't think it was a yellow card like yeah. the ball was kind of gone away from the situation it looked to me like he was booked for diving that's all I could see yeah. there was no foul there no that's a, yeah, I think that's what it was, it was for um, as far as I know but do you know I, I thought it was a bit harsh of it I, I do think some strikers when they do round the man and they go down they genuinely fall and it's not like they're looking for a penalty yeah. but then they get booked for it for diving when they're like no I genuinely like I wasn't like I don't think he was looking for a penalty I think he went down after the contact or as the contact happened the fair contact Yeah, yeah and yeah. when he went down then he turned around to look for the penalty or, or he didn't turn around to look for a penalty but he still got the yellow card yeah basically yeah. so one of those but look if it was a penalty we'd be given it we wouldn't be given out anyway yeah so, the yeah. penalty we got was uh, yeah equally as Soft. a bit harsh I think but we yeah. it, I suppose <laughs> no, I suppose it goes both ways um, on the 40 minute though Gary Armstrong scored for Longford um, talk us through that Ento. yeah there, it's, it was a clearance from the corner so the corner came in uh, cleared out edge of the box 25 yards he, I don't think he could have hit it any better now to yeah. be fair 
It was um, it was a very good strike considering he was falling over yeah. as well. Ah, straight for the bottom <laughs> corner, know? yeah. Super. You know, you it's another one of those can can you blame anyone? Could we have got out quicker? You definitely can't blame blame Lee for that one. That was that's phenomenal. Yeah, it was a, it was a well taken strike, but yeah. we were chatting beforehand, Dougie. He was being hunted down by Daniel, I think. Daniel Hood, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked like he was I mean he he was fifty fifty with what's his name Gary <laughs> uh, he was 50-50 with Gary when Gary was hitting the ball so I mean you, know, you can't really ask for more mm. in terms of him being there but could he have been there a bit earlier because you noticed something in the box yeah I think I think I think Leo was directing point, he was pointing out of out of uh, the camera in that general direction it, it possibly yeah. could have been pointing to Danny to watch to watch Gary's run like I suppose it's all on the reaction times yeah. like you know the ball broke like like Daniel could have been stuck to, to, to Gary out, out of the camera yeah and you see that he just came in and we met them both he, like as, as soon as his foot hit the ball the camera hit him like you know mm. so like initial reaction time probably wasn't you know quick enough yeah. by Danny but possibly he was, he was there you know, it's, it's clutching so. like you know because obviously I couldn't see from, from from the camera angle like but yeah. to me that was kind of the only thing you could probably take out of it that could have maybe stopped it but you know reaction times Either way, look, I think I think Daniel put enough of pressure on him to have his shot go off. Absolutely, he did make him stumble and fall over. It was just one of those. I think it was just a nice sweet strike that went into the bottom corner. But how many times the is the ball going to fall? Yeah, his foot that well when he's running onto the yeah. the football, like and stick it to the bottom corner. Usually they get skied yeah. like. Well taken know. goal to be fair. Look, um, straight away. So that was just before half time. Yeah. Um, straight away into the second half. Kerry gets awarded the penalty. You said you thought it was harsh, Anto. Explain. I, I, I just don't know what, what it was really given for, and I don't think anyone... I, 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 I think it was handball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the ball's in the box. Leo has it. He shifts it off to we need, um Adam that takes the pictures yeah. of him in the KDL. We need a couple of his angles. He's sure <laughs> yeah, he yeah, has yeah. um, He's got everyone Adam getting touched. We need these pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it was, it was good work down the line. Uh, Sean O'Connell and uh, Leo got it into the box into Dan and then it was kind of bobbling around and it went out for what I thought was a corner and the referee's given the penalty yeah. so because even the commentary were kind of like oh it's, it's a penalty yeah. <laughs> but uh, no just to touch on that I, I agree with you I wasn't really too sure like a ball gets fizzing across the box no one hits the deck and the referee gives a penalty you're automatically going to assume it hits someone's hand yeah. great ball in by Sean Ah, I thought it was a nice link up play. It was a brilliant just ball. Just getting the feeling of finding himself in that much space. Like yeah. his, the, the timing of the run was fantastic. Yeah. Like I actually thought Leo was playing the pass to Martin Cockton who was out there because Sean was gone out of the frame. Oh, you know he was gone so yeah. far up the field. Like you know it was a fantastic pass and a, and a great cross in. Um, yeah, it's just like again, I think Kerry's link up once we go wide has improved so much more as the season's gone on. I don't know if uh, have you noticed that. Like as in the fullbacks getting onto the ball from Leo drifting inside a small bit like I've noticed it with Rob when he's playing left back or right back our full backs are getting way up the pitch a lot more these days and getting those dangerous balls into the box not all the time but they're getting into positions to get a good ball into the box I think we'd seen it in the KDL last week the space that Sean had down the left there was, he made I'd say five or six crosses in front of us I don't think they beat the first man whereas this week he put in a number of balls that were on the point and we got a penalty for it yeah a lot of our chances are coming from that yeah you know we're getting, on and getting wide and stuff like you know earlier in the season like Nathan and Leo but like as I said Rob 
I'm keen on Sean or coming down getting up the field and getting the ball into the box just give us more options inside in the box because yeah. you're playing one up top and Charlie time like we didn't have many options inside there do you know it's yeah. nice to have breakers yeah. and, and a couple you, of bodies yeah. inside there as you said having Martin now as well as someone to arrive late too absolutely uh, yeah. adds to that threat as well out wide um, so Leo puts away the penalty slots it in top corner um, well was it saved in top corner or did it go straight in I think the power helped it yeah um uh, <laughs> confusion. Yeah. Or touching, it didn't really go well. Um, I think the power, the power didn't help, but in fairness, like the keeper got a bit of a hand hit and it carried into the top corner with the keeper's deflection. Like you know, yeah. but look, it was all about the power. Like you know, you see the penalty away to treaty that probably could have got us back into the game. It wasn't really hit well. Smash this one. He made sure. Yeah, made sure he hit it hard enough. And look, luckily enough, it went in. Yeah, no, good. Like from watching on TV, anyway, it looked like it went straight in the top corner. But someone was saying to me, right, it might have gotten a touch. But either way, it was a goal for Kerry. I don't know if he picked up on this, but I definitely did anyway. Um, Longford floated a ball into the Kerry box about maybe five minutes after the penalty, but it was like it was like from a throw in or something. I think it was a throw in, but it was like wet surface. The weather was shocking. It looked like there was gale force wind, pissing rain. Ball bounced and skid across the surface, and it just hit Keen Barrett and went out for a corner. And the whole Longford team surrounded the referee. I thought it was a fairly blatant handball, looking at it on the screen. I, I when I messaged into the group chat while we were watching it, I like you know I didn't know if people caught up on it at all, but there was no replay for it or nothing. I thought we got away lightly there, it, like fairly soon after we we'd gotten the equaliser, like. Do you reckon it was a let off, or do you reckon it was it was fair? Look, it was got over a corner, it only hit him in the tire or something. I thought it was a blatant handball. Yeah, initially, I I think it was just going. I thought it should have been over a corner, like you know. Yeah. Um, the commentators, four or five, Longford boys were adamant that it was a penalty, like yeah. you know. I tried to have a look back at it, and the highlights, you know, and it wasn't clear enough to say what it was, you know. So look, it wasn't a penalty in yeah. the story. But I I think at the same time. Whether it was blatant, whether it blatantly hit his arm or not, I think it was it was obviously accidental. But um, they had a couple of chances after that moment. A couple of corners were swung in, um, but Kerry dealt with them very well again. And then in the sixty second minute, so this is the part I said I'd get onto. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Akute collided with the Longford keeper, right? And I thought, <coughs> look, it was a fifty fifty ball. The two of them were there. The keeper cleared it. That was fine. But then they stood up and went head to head. And this is what I thought was hilarious, right? So the two of them got up head to head. And the linesman, and they were like arguing. The linesman came in and put his arm in between the two of them. But the keeper jumped on the ground screaming then because he thought to make it look like Daniel made contact with him and pushed like, yeah. him. And he jumped on the ground screaming, holding his holding his face. And he was looking at the referee. And like I thought that was very, very embarrassing. But he it looked like he, he was a keeper that was chirping for the game anyway. Yeah, he's been involved in a few uh, few arguments don't you? Like, even the commentators there were saying it like he's been involved in his fair share of uh, yeah. RG Bargies, like so I thought that was very funny though. It was one of those things again it was something I don't think people kinda caught on to enough when they were watching on TV. I was like if there, if that was a moment that could have been clipped, I thought it would have been very funny because you can clearly see the linesman come in, put his arm in between the two and the keeper goes home they're going to Daniel and, and, Daniel, for him. and Daniel's, Daniel's just sitting there going what are you at man <laughs> <laughs> like, he was like his arms are wide and he was like what do you want about man I thought that was very funny Kerry's joke referees just wonder he wasn't sent off yeah yeah, yeah exactly for sure look oh, well to be fair we were on about the referee and we don't really get that many decisions I thought this referee was actually very good I thought he was a lot more lenient and 
Yeah, to be fair, like he gave us that penalty, like that yeah. probably possibly wasn't a penalty, like. We're yeah. definitely owed it though. He's definitely yeah. reading all the Kerry FC fans' Twitters and listening yeah. to the podcast. 100%. Like everyone is. He's knocking them back now that we're only owed nine now, so. They will take two now for eight night and we're lifting. Um, so moving on anyway, on the 72nd minute, Longford tried a shot from the edge of the box, which was uh, very well saved by Lee. And that led to a double save because that first save went out towards the edge of the box on the opposite side of the post, which he also saved. Um, on the front post with the David De Gea legs with the David De Gea legs yeah. um, so a nice double save there he made a couple of good saves throughout throughout the game what are we, what are we making of the new signing so far from what we've seen yeah I thought he had a great great second half great first half as well but bar his little his little mess but like I, I don't think we, we can fault him especially with the conditions that were out there yeah, on, he, look, he looks Friday. commanding. Like you know, he's a definitely, definitely a good presence. One stage of the game, he came out, um, walking over the top, and there was a striker coming through, and he came out and took man and ball. Yeah, you know, it's great to, to see a fella, like, especially in his first game. Like you know, go out and give a dap it, a dap it a heart. Like you know, get out and absolutely thump the attacker, attacking him down. Like you know, and obviously you know, you don't want a fella's injured and fella's either. But at the same time, like if that ball's coming, you get that ball no matter what. Like you know, and. It's great to see. It's great to have a keeper like that. Absolutely, and it looked like as well when he put the ball down for free kicks in our own half and stuff like that. He was vocal. He was telling everyone to get up the pitch, and he was screaming, a lot of hand gestures. Um, he got a bit of stick from commentary before the game. They mentioned it, right? They said that they were kind of laughing at him for his uh, kickouts and stuff. But then they started praising him because he pumped, pumped a lot of good ball down on top of uh, Longford's back four, or back <coughs> five, whatever it was. That was on mine games, by the way. On mine games, yeah. They, but they mentioned they what they and they apologised they said that they, they had doubts but they were all put to bed with the four or five in a row that he put down when Kerry were down 2-1 so that moves on to us going down 2-1 so Langford took the lead in the 78 minute from a corner from what I thought anyway from my eyes when I seen it was the ball was swung in it looked like for some reason zonal marking which I don't know I can't confirm that but it looked like there was three Kerry men in the area of the attacker and the ball just flew in the attacker ran onto it headed it goal and we had three carry men within the six yard box almost just standing there not really reacting what do you well, like do, do you see the same thing as me or do you think something else happened yeah I think they've been like they've been doing zonal marking the last the last couple of games it's it's been doing pretty decent from set pieces I I don't know you're I was I wasn't sure where where Lee was to be fair in in, in that kind of picture either. Yeah, it looked like he kind of rushed off his line a small bit, or I, I think what we were <coughs> talking about as well beforehand, Dougie, he might have started in that position maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was, was it possibly to set up that in with the zone mark and that the keeper was minding the back post more than the front post with three carrymen, Sean mm. McGrath, Kim Barrett, and Eaton Cost kind of covering maybe the first six or seven yards. Yeah. Um, there were three men. To be honest with you. I think the problem for me like was there was one man that moved inside the box and it was the goal scorer. Yeah. So not one carry man moved like to be fair, Eaton Cost probably was marking him like, you know, probably couldn't have done a bit better on it. Like, you know, the ball was floated in. It wasn't a stinger yeah. or anything like that. Like, you know, if he took took that step forward I think he would have done done his job to get it out. Yeah. Again, you can look at the keeper but like his positioning if if he had set up in the middle of the goals, probably wouldn't have been in a better position, like you know. But again, is that down to the way they set up for the corner, or yeah. was it the keeper? 
So do you know like uh, I, I'm not even fully convinced if it is zonal marking or not, but it did look like that Kerry had like two extra men in there in specific positions. Yeah, if that makes it. Yeah. That's why I'm assuming it's that. It mightn't be that at all, but it did look like you would understand like the, the setup at the front post because look, we all watch soccer and the amount of times you see that ball yeah. not beating the first man. Like you know, yeah. it's just I suppose again it's it was just the switching off for a second for me I think the ball went into the box and a lot of ball watching I don't think we attacked the ball you know probably a bit too high for Sean and Keenan in the front post but look there was five or six carry men in the middle that didn't make a move Absolutely. you know even when you're making that move like you know you might get across the attacker's run you know attacking the ball and put him off getting his header on goal you know it's just exactly it's very very important sure. you know and I again, agree. like you know, it's it's a set piece that it's after Costas, at least Costas a point at least, you know. Yeah. So that kind of well, actually, no. Before we kind of summarise it, uh, Sebastian Harry for Longford, who madly enough uh, played with PSG before mm-hmm. Coventry, reminded us. Well, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> crazy. Anyway, he got sent off in ninety second minute for what I thought was absolutely nothing. No the one people's really elbow. The people's elbow. The people's elbow. I was told after that it was potentially an elbow to the face. I'm I'm not sure. They didn't show a replay. They only showed a replay of him getting the red card. But um, it didn't really make too much of a difference though because it was two minutes into the five minutes of injury time. Kerry had one or two more balls into the box that uh, were defended well by Longford but just came up that bit short again unfortunately um, how were your reactions after the game immediately after it how did you feel uh, we kind of felt like we, we, we left a point anyway behind yeah I, again um, we're, we're just coming up that little bit little bit short we we're talking last week about getting that little bit of luck so yeah. hopefully now the next few games will We'll, we'll get that little bit rub of the green and and finally get a few more points on the board really I think it was a, just like I don't think it was any would have been any more in the point I don't think we created enough chances to like a lot of half chances Leo had a, had a chance from the edge of the box Martin had a chance you know other than the penalty like there wasn't many clear cut chances like no. I suppose like f- from a fan's point of view like you know I'd be kind of more angry than disappointed like that you know the first initial 15 minutes like the press was fantastic and you know we looked like we, we could create a couple more opportunities but we didn't kind of got off the pace for 15 or 20 minutes in the first half and you know conceded the goal and yeah. you know put us one down again you know I think the, I think the players will be disappointed Absolutely. the way it went and the, the goal that was conceded but like you know you have to be like as a, as a fan you kind of have to be frustrated that after two ninety minutes previous treaty in Galway that they did it for, did it for 90 like and yeah. We looked a bit off the pace. I know Langford are a, a lot more defensive and it's probably tougher to play against, but at the same time, do you know, you would have liked to have seen that first 15 minutes brought in at more than one or two stages of the game. Yeah. So I, the last 15 minutes, I don't think we did it enough. And I think I think that's what we were actually talking about before as well. It's when the momentum swings, it's about getting it back on our side yeah. as quick as possible mm-hmm. rather than letting it die out until it's too little too late or just too late do you know yes, like yes, yes. it was just I think we started the game really well right idea press up on him against the breeze um, and then we kind of I wouldn't say died off but it was a 50 very 50-50 game for the half an hour until they got the goal and then after that then 
it was start off really well in the second half yeah, again another 10 and it minutes. was almost the exact same thing where we it was 50-50 for about a half an hour I know the team and, looked like and scoring and then they got the goal other than like the yeah but like I, I, I mean it's in 50 like I don't think either side looked like they were going to score to be yeah, quite honest yeah. you after Kerry's goal I don't think I didn't think either side looked like scoring other than maybe that half chance that Lee put over the bar before the corner yeah, that deflected was a cross. deflection. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Like do you know the, the double save. That was he a made. super save, by the way. Brilliant, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, they like can go up. anywhere. Yeah. Um, and the double save he made. Look, the shot wasn't great. The two shots were at two tough angles and at a distance, so it was great that he saved them. But they weren't. You could you you wouldn't say oh they were unbelievable chances. This was the reaction time. time for the second second uh, shot. Brilliant, fantastic. Yeah. Like, you know, but like yeah. up until up until the goal, I don't think either side. I don't think either side would have look like they were going to score so it was one of those where it was very even the first and second half it balanced itself but it balanced itself in the wrong way for us if that makes sense because yeah. started off well they scored a half an hour later then we start off well we scored then they scored a half an hour later we don't have that time to make that yeah, back then again unfortunately um, but look we have been performing well I know we're coming up short and we're losing and, and, and you know it's I don't want to sound like a broker nicker, but we are performing well. I don't think we performed that well against Longford compared to the other losses that we lost by a goal in though. Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't say that like. Um but we have an opportunity uh Friday night again. We've ring Mahan in the FEI Cup. First first uh, first cup game in Mount Top Park. Um I don't think they're a team to be taken lightly though, unfortunately. They're gonna have plenty of ex League of Ireland experience, as does most Munster senior senior league teams and stuff but are you looking forward to the game? Oh definitely um, I think it's tough it, it, it'll be the, probably the toughest game of the season for the lads realistically like you know it's it's the FAI Cup first round they're going into the game as favourites do you know that which hasn't happened this year for Kerry yeah. I think they closed the, world, the first treaty game it was they were close enough in the, yeah. in the betting like, but you know like I think they're, they're very much up for this um, like the biggest game of the season realistically I think they are putting down an extra training session this week I've heard uh, about three nights so obviously they're, they're not taking this lightly like you know they know these boys are in this competition for a reason absolutely you know, I was just going to say that like you're not going to enter the FAA Cup if you know you're going but you to have to you have to deserve it like you know, know you, you don't just get get put into this like you have to yeah. get the results to get into this like you know these I, as I said I think it's I think it's and I think Kerry are preparing for it as if it's in like another team a league game another electricity league team because they have the experience they have the the know-how to get a result do you know Ring Mahan are going to fancy themselves too coming up against Kerry so I think it'll be I think it'll be a very very good game I'm I think this will be one of the most exciting games we'll watch in Montauk if you want me to be honest with you yeah hopefully do you know for either for one way or another if that makes sense it'll yeah. either be a cracking game it'll be very close it'll be a, a, an exciting game for us because we'll play really well but either way do you know we hope it doesn't go the other way unfortunately yeah, they're, a big, they're a big team in, in Munster in fairness like you yeah. know so like they're, they're probably how long are they together these boys like they know each other like the back they have plenty of experience like some of them have been across the sea at some stage like you know play with Cork City so like these boys are not to be taken late across the sea to Cork no <laughs> I know, I know what some of them have played with Cork City some of them have been across the sea look <laughs> like yeah, you were slating me the last couple of episodes sure, like, let well, me slate me slate me, slate me properly slate me properly anyway so that's the upcoming game get your tickets um Hopefully we can get as many people up there to 
watch that game first cup game I think it's, it's a big deal for the club anyway so it would have been a first cup game no matter who you're playing Anto's leading the charge in the castle bar I am he's um, after getting a set of keys off the boys so he'll be there <laughs> half, half ten in the morning for any fella fancies the breakfast bring it down to the castle Anto's waiting half ten down in the corner <laughs> I'll take all the points against please <laughs> <laughs> right so that's the game to look forward to for Friday night our next segment I think we're looking forward to this um it was highly requested by fans on all our social medias. They've asked us who we individually think is the strongest or our favourite or the starting eleven that we'd like to see with Kerry FC. So, do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Right. So <clears throat> do you want to go formations first? Or do you want to just go keeper, defenders, midfielders, attack and attackers, and you can say how many defenders you have and how many midfielders and so on and so forth that way? Yeah, whatever, yeah. Right, yeah whatever so, well, we all need a oh, goalkeeper. Went with the one goalkeeper anyway. We all need a goalkeeper anyway. Damn, we put in two. <laughs> <laughs> so, We've Anto. had about 15 of them, so. Yeah. Anto, tell us your goalkeeper and why. I picked Aaron O'Sullivan right. for goalkeeper. Um, obviously, I picked this before we made any signings because I, th- I think we were asked it about two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the most well prepared man in Ireland. Yeah forgot to change anything but uh no i picked him because i i honestly felt that his few games that he was in goals he was very consistent um obviously he has our first clean sheet his kickouts were great made a couple of fantastic saves kept us in a lot of games that realistically we should have been put to bed in um but yeah no i i i think he's a quality goalkeeper to, to be fair what about you dougie i with guts um, Wayne Guthrie for the simple reason um, he's the most appearances for Gary FC I think he played probably in the toughest part of the season mm-hmm. which is the um, the first 9 or 10 games I think we were poor defensively back then I think he kept us in a lot of games if you actually look at the, the results back then like we were, we were kind of never beaten by more than 2 goals maybe on 1 or 2 occasions but you know I felt the first 3 games of the season he was probably our best player like I've talked to a lot of people again. Would he give him man of the match? He got in team of the weeks, League of Ireland team of the weeks once or twice for his performances in the first couple of games. There was probably games we were beating one nil, two one that it could have been five, six, seven one. Yeah. If it wasn't for his saves, um, did he make his mistakes? Yes, he did. But as well as the rest of the keepers did. But for me, I think he's probably been the standout for me over the the, the season. Like you know. Yeah, and I, I've got to be. Uh, Callan <laughs> did so we all have a different what, what's one. his name uh, Callan so I'd like to apologise yes. to Callan Scully personally because it's definitely my fault I've it's been called him by the wrong name for the Dougie f- speaking by for the, the first oh it's not that, yeah. Yeah. for the first three episodes <laughs> and um, an apology to Trassa above in the KDL we called her Teresa as well so if, if anyone wants to be mentioned in this you might just send us a voice note first so how to pronounce your name Yeah, that would be uh, very appreciative <laughs> I, I so I've got McKellen for the simple fact. If you got his name wrong there, I'm yeah. oh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I've got McKellen because look, it's I I've seen him. I think I've seen him the most in person at home games. I've missed a, I missed a couple of home games. I watched him at home. That sounds weird to say that, but um, so yeah, like I just take I, a second there just to let that no. one sink in. Yeah. Right. Um, that's the only. It was very close between him and Wayne. Very very close. I just went with McKellen for that reason. I think he's as you said with, with, with Wayne I think he's a bit of an all around keeper 
Um, he's performed well in the games that he's performed well. He's performed very, very well. I think all three goalkeepers have had their games where, you know, they've could have done better with certain... A couple of clangers. Yeah, they've could have done better with certain, certain situations and possibly cost us a goal. They've all been guilty of that. So, from, I, to be honest with you, I could have picked any of the three of them, if you want me to be honest, but yeah. I've just gone with Kevin because I've seen him the most. Um, right, so, our back line. So, how many defenders do you have, Dougie? Uh, 74. Okay. Four. Four, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you're going to four at the back. Four at the back, yeah. four at the back, so. <clears throat> um, do you want to work position by position, I think, you know? We'll yeah, we we'll do we'll that, yeah. Discuss right, all the so, right back. I've gone with Keane Barrett. Okay. Um, this probably was, the, the left and right backs were probably my two toughest positions to pick. Um, the reason I've gone with Keane Barrett is recent form. To be honest, that's the only thing that stood out to me. I thought I've spoke highly of Rob throughout the podcast. When Rob came in, he's done a fantastic job. <coughs> um, but for me, Keane, like recently, he's been absolutely fantastic. Like the performance recently against Longford the weekend it was unbelievable. Again, it's probably probably my toughest decision because I'm a massive fan of Rob. Rob didn't play the first five games of the season and came in. I made cement to his place in the first team like you know and then injury ruled him out and kind of Keane was after stepping in there now and making it hard for him to get back into the team I'd take either one every day but look for me the standout at the moment uh, is Keane Barrett yep perfect I on the other hand went for Rob in okay. right back, right back. Yeah. Are, you, how are, you, are you going forward to back I'm going forward to back, at the back. Yeah. Okay. Um, so look exactly what Dougie said there he's missing for the first four or five games this season and He's been outstanding every time he's come on. He has so much energy. He's up and down the wings. He's playing left back some days, right back, yeah. left mid, right mid. I, I just think he's been fantastic now. All his crosses, getting up and down. couple of sneaky shots as well. He had yeah. the crossbar against street, didn't he? Yeah, that was Tumped it. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Two good choices that I don't think anyone can kind of argue. I think, same with you, the full backs were tough for me, but like, I've got five at the back. Um, and I've gone Graham O'Reilly reason being is I honestly think with the ball his feet on the ball I think he's one of the best in the club and he can play multiple positions so if I was to alter it to a three at the back you could drop him now right wing or as he is now a right wing back say because that's technically what it is anyway he can drop into midfield if you want him to if the midfielder needs to go off bring on a full back drop him into midfield and he can play an array of positions he's strong in the air He's good at getting forward. He's good at challenging. I don't think we've seen enough of him this year. I've been being honest with you from the start of the season. I was very impressed with him. Um, yeah. Come on a right back. Come on centre midfield. He's a great passer the ball. Like yeah. for me, I suppose the only reason he's probably not in for me is because he's, he's not playing enough. Like you know, yeah. and that's not down to his ability. No. Being honest, with you, I I do think I'd like to see him get a couple more opportunities. Yeah, I think there was same. there was times in in that we were calling off that midfielder that can put those diagonal balls in and can pass the ball and get up the field I think if you got an opportunity there I think he puts them into place but you know for me that's probably one of the only reasons that he didn't make my living and he yeah. is fantastic from a, a dead ball as well yeah. Yeah. and he's got a great song <laughs> fantastic great. song don't sing song. it yeah, Friday Night Casper yeah. <laughs> Friday Night Casper but yeah look that's I'd have him a right wing back for versatility and because he's so good on the ball which is will lead me into my right centre back I had Keane Barrett back five right centre back Keane Barrett the exact same as Graham if you want to go four back Keane can go right back Graham can go in midfield Graham can go right back Keane can go into midfield 
Keane solid right centre half Graham solid right wing back I think it works I think that explains it yep. hard into challenges go with the ball at his feet he's not afraid of anyone he's young he's aggressive I think the two of them is a great pairing on that side if they were 2 or 5 at the back or 3, 5 whatever yeah, yeah. You know? so who would you go for as your right centre back and your back four Anto? Uh, Kevin Williams so I, I don't think it needs much explaining He's he's been a monster since he's been put in there even when he was with um, uh, Shane Guthrie and Spillane he's just been class and yeah he has been he has been kind of and so I might as well just say I think I think we all have Kevin here do we yeah Kevin yeah, yeah. I have Ke- Kevin Kevin's as well been outstanding in the like centre of my back five as well yeah Kevin's been a leader that's the most important thing absolutely for Kerry I think like he, he definitely gives these players a stick he gets behind these players you know he fights for everything I think he's a massive fan favourite has been from the get go like you know yeah. he's played the first game he played right back um, been centre half maybe after two or three games and he's been there since like you know absolutely um, I suppose like the competition hasn't been phenomenal for him but like he, you're still not going to drop him out of it because he's been so good mm-hmm. you know he's been a massive part of the Kerry team like you know so yeah. it's, a, it's an obvious choice really absolutely um I, I agree with you I mean like he's like as, as Anto said he's named captain for a reason he's just a pit bull um, gets after he, he, is, <laughs> he, he is a fan favourite uh, for sure Williams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Castle Bar Friday night <laughs> <laughs> um, so left centre I have Sammy I think do we all do we all have yeah. we all have we all have Sammy we all have the Kevin and Sammy partnership I have the one extra with Keane because I'm playing five uh, talks about Sammy I think he's the same as I don't think I think Kevin's a step above him I think he's that bit more influential but I think Sammy has been phenomenal regardless since he got put in there with Kevin yeah I think we all forget like Sammy's a, a, a little bit younger than Kevin as well yeah and Kevin's taken him under the wing they've formed a fantastic like an unbelievable partnership yeah like you, you have Sammy a little bit more pace he's tall and he's not afraid to get stuck in either He's not afraid to have his failures here on the pitch. He, he dictates a lot in fairness. Like, you know, you can see him growing throughout the games. Absolutely. Telling fellas where they need to be. And he's not afraid to get in people's faces either. Like, you know, good carrier of the ball. He's a good Rory the lap throwing him. Mm. You know, he's a bit of an all-rounder in fairness. And, like, you know, you kind of always say Kevin, like, but, you know, like as a pairing, like, they've been absolutely fantastic. Like, you know, yeah. I remember the first game they played. I'm not sure who it was against, but even just the conversation between him off the ball and just kind of getting things organised, like, the two of them, like, they were fantastic. Like, you know. Yeah. It's great, and like, as you said, growing like you you can see that he's maturing as the games go on. Like you, it's just his stature in games; he's a lot more comfortable. That throwing is crazy as well. By the way, mm-hmm. I mean, even watched on TV yeah. last day, it's just so effortless. Like I it looks wait. like I it looks like he's not trying to give us corners so they don't have to face. <laughs> the throw yeah. 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 It's like it's it's like he's trying to throw a short, but he's so like, like it looks effortless. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's just mad. Um, but yeah, so. Sammy goes slots in there into my back five and as the second centre half in your back four. So on to left back free and left wing back for me. So left wing back I have Sean O'Connell. Now Rob is unlucky not to get in full back in my team. I think he's a very good player. He's a great engine. He can play either side. But again, the same as kind of Graham. I think Graham is very good on the ball. He's a good whip of a ball. He's comfortable. He has that bit of pace. I think Sean is the same, except he's just left footed on that left hand side. I think he's very good at just receiving that ball as he's running onto it. He can hit those first time crosses. He can cut it back to Leon, get him back in behind again. Seems to be, I think he's a bit more all around 
in terms of defending defending and attacking attributes I think Rob is more of an engine he'll get up and down the pitch he has the stamina he's a bit more ruthless I understand but I just think for my back five there'd be wing backs and there'd be a lot more attacking and a bit more comfortable on the ball and that's why I have Sean in that left wing back for me anyway so. I have uh, Sean as well at left yeah. back for me and it's exactly what you said like you, you, you can see it from the Longford game there a little bit of link up play on the left with Leo runs around puts in a great ball and we, we, we end up getting a goal from it yeah, um, yeah. Nice you've gone with uh, Trotton Hellison oh um, again very tough tough decision between himself and Sean for me um, from the start of the season we were lacking leaders in the team and from the get go when John Hattonfin came in he was nothing but the, like he was number one his voice was always heard from left back to right back he was organising that defence from when he came onto the pitch like he's, he's a presence he gets forward he gets back he's up and down the field all day long like I think he was a massive fan favourite like all over Twitter like it was John Hattonfin John Hattonfin performance 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 even when we were 9-1 down against Galway his first appearance came into the game like in the game where we were beating 9-1 like then this guy was outstanding when he came on like you know we were lacking his experience and the vocal the vocal that he has massively for the yeah. start of the season and when he came in he was a bit of fresh air like you know yeah. absolutely amazing for me look I suppose at the moment in form like Sean's been great like they're kind of playing a bit of a different system they're not playing a flat back four suits Sean getting up and down the field a bit more earlier in the season Sean was very very good there was a period where he kind of made a mistake, few mistakes probably unlucky at times but you know again a very very tough decision but yeah. I do think the performance John Hanson put in and his experience and just the vocal that we're lacking big time in our team yeah. to have someone like that that you can count on like you know it's it makes a big difference for me like yeah, so because as you said like I, I didn't consider I didn't <coughs> consider Hannafin at all for the simple fact I don't think I've seen enough do you think you've seen enough do you honestly think you've seen enough in the performances he has played to warrant like when he's fully fit and ready like he he should be sound back every game One, yeah? for me 100% yeah. yeah fair enough because again like you know you have to go through your team and you need things within a squad within your starting 11 do you know we don't have many vocal players but then you to have a vocal player with the quality of John Hannafin like the, the experience he's played with the top intermediate size in the county he's played I think he's played <coughs> Limerick you know in the in the electricity like you know he has experience and you know people are crying out for experience yeah. regards to Twitter and social media and given up we don't have enough experience but we do we have we have the type of this player mm. who, who goes on loves the game loves the club he gets stuck in he's a tough as nails like yeah. he's just you know for me he's, a, he's an all-rounder like you know and he's the first personally he would be probably the first name in the sheet for me Oh, really yeah yeah regards to that because I think that's something we really really lack is is, is vocal in the yeah. team like and someone to organise things and he for me is top draw that what do you, what do you make of that I, like again like I, I do think he's solid I'm not not at all doubting anything you said but I just I don't think I've seen enough of him to put him into to guarantee that I think he'd be on Kerry's best mm. 11 if that makes sense but again look time it's all opinions if he starts getting the minutes do you know and proving why he was signed in the first place I mean I mean, there's no. I mean, like, look, a lot of players got let go. He mm-hmm. didn't. He's ready. Is he injured at the moment? He's injured. He was all injured. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, well, that yeah, yeah. he's he's, he's sense, been hit so. with an injury then a yeah. recurrence of it. Like you know, yeah. so yeah, I wasn't too sure if he'd come back or not. I wasn't sure if I'd seen him on the team sheet recently enough or not. But that probably explains it. I'm sure once he does come back, so he'll be in with a another shot again because there's a lot of defenders there. I mean, we've mentioned 
we've mentioned Graham who hasn't been getting as much game time as I, I think he should be getting anyway we mentioned Rob that was probably lucky not to get in our teams and we've Jonathan as well which shows that we do have potentially a nice nice bit With of depth yeah. on top of sign yeah. top sign Ethan who's, who's only played a game and we've Kevin, Sammy and Keane as well so I think the depth is probably there for our back four or five yeah. whatever it may be so that's good yeah. to see anyway so yeah that's perfect moving on to midfield are we all playing three midfield three three yeah. centre mids yeah four two three one four five one in pen okay so. right so we go with your so wait how many centre mids do you have do you have so two, two centre mids and a ten yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll we'll go two centre mids and a ten. So yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I have two centre mids and a ten as well. What do you have, Anto? I have uh, tr- three centre mids. Three centre mids, yeah. right? I think there's one name that we all definitely have, and he's the first name in every team sheet. Barry Duggan. Oh, close. Ronan Tehan. Ronan oh, Tehan. Okay. Absolutely. On Anto, so talks. Why? Why is Ronan in all of our teams? You can, you can, you can give us, give everyone. All of our, on behalf of all of us, you can explain to everyone why we all pick Ronan. There's a song for a reason, and we <laughs> like the way he moves. That, <laughs> that man absolutely runs the midfield. He is the complete engine of the team. He gives 110% every week, even even those games against Galway where you're 9 1 down. or That game didn't happen, Anto. We've, we've said that. I don't know. And then the, the I brought that up as well. Yeah. I'm first yeah. disappointed in myself. No, the game didn't happen. <laughs> the, but the rest wa- of the games, all, all the Waterford games and and things like that. That that it all comes from Ronan. He's coming in. He's diving into tackles. He's in ninety second minute. Everyone's off their feet. Your man's making a a full full uh, hundred yard sprint yeah. to go slide some fell in the corner. Exactly, yeah. You know, there's I, I don't think there's an enough. Um, praise we can actually give Ronan Tehan for his performances this yeah, season yeah I, I just think I think again kind of the same as a few of the fullbacks he's just all around for a midfielder I think he's solid defensively he plays when he's playing man to man he's really in the opposing midfielder's face he hassles him when we have the ball he tries to get into space he runs at players he plays nice one two passes he'll calm it down when you need him to he'll run at him when you need him to yeah, he I breaks down a lot of players. Like, you know, yeah. and, he, like, and he's young probably one of those players that gives us that extra second like you know, he can get stuck in and get his body around the ball and Wins a lot of free kicks because of his size, like you know, as small as he is, like he's, he, he, you know, watching him, you think he's six foot two, six foot three, like you know, he's that kind of style, like you know, yeah. gets his body around the ball, holds onto it. So he's got an engine. He fights, he tackles. Even when he came on against Langford the weekend, like you know, he broke the ball down the midfield and he played a beautiful pass over yeah. the top to Leo, like you know, Leo cut in and mm. unfortunately the, the, the probably wasn't opportunity to shoot, but that's beside the point. Yeah. But yeah, look, Bowen's been fantastic. I think the man of the match awards and the player of the month awards are all you know that yeah, just shows why, why, why he's in all of our team so, as absolutely. well absolutely um, our next midfielder so for me Ron is playing left centre mid whether he's centre or right centre mid for you who's, who's next midfielder for you I have McKean okay talk so us through I, I, I think he has just an absolute range of passing you know he, he's, he's a voice he's very experienced you know playing for treaty and stuff as well um yeah no I, I, I he's definitely come into his own the last last few games as well he's had fantastic performances against galway treaty um so yeah i i, I think he's a shoe in for for my midfield anyway what about you, i've got matt as well yeah um on form um for a long time i think a lot of Kerry fans were disappointed with matt like you know i suppose not because of the performances as such, but like you know, I think we expected a bit, a bit more out of him. Like you know, um, start of the season wasn't great for Matt. Like, but the last couple of games, 
you know, he's just been absolutely fantastic. Like, you know, I thought it was very, very hard done by not to start against Langford. I think he's in the form of his life. You know, well, his best form for Kerry, like the game against, game against Galway, like he just led led the team from start to finish. Again, put on a stellar performance performance against Treaty, and he's dropped to the bench. Then I I couldn't understand it. Being honest with you, I can't imagine Matt was too happy with that. No. But look, that's football too. Look, look, I don't I don't make the decisions. Like you know, but for me, like you know, and for Matt has been fantastic. Yeah. Look, I, and do I, it's probably the form I was looking for around Matt, like because. Obviously, Matt had probably more expectations than any of the, the the players in the squad because he was the first signing. He's the League of Ireland experience. Do you know, like everyone was expecting, maybe expecting too much of him. But so, I think what we've got yeah. out of Matt the last couple of games is the Matt team that yeah. that we want. And look, I'd love to see Matt get another run in the team. To be honest with you. So I also have Matt Keane next run in the team in the midfield. Now, the exact same as you, based on form. If you'd asked me this six weeks ago, I wouldn't have had Mackeen in the team. Mm. I I was disappointed with his performance at the start of the season, mainly because, and I don't think it's the fault of his own. It was kind of brought. It was kind of brought to us that look, this is Matt's going to be the one to lead the way. Maybe lost his feet early on, but the form he's been in, that's exa- as as you said, that's what we want to see from our midfielder, our captain. He's played brilliant. The last game he got man of the match in for us. Um, the week the weekend before the week before. He played phenomenal, and I thought he was very unlucky not to get selected. The weekend just uh, the weekend just gone. I I have him in my midfield because he's been playing brilliant. If that form keeps going for the rest of the season, he's I mean he'll be he'll be up there with Ronan in our in our praises. Mm. He'll be up there with Ronan as t- another engine in midfield. He's been everywhere the last couple of games. He's been you can see from the games that we were at the last home game, like he was strong in the air. He was picking out Sean O'Connell crossfield balls he was getting shots on target he was everywhere the last couple of games and that's what we want to see from him so that's why I have him in my team for based on recent form he's been, he's been brilliant and we hope that kicks on now for the rest of the season as well mm-hmm. right Dougie who'd you have in the number 10 Sean McGrath yes for obvious reasons look Sean has been fantastic I think from the get go I think there was times he was lucky like he gets whipped off quite a bit too much for me I think Sean's the type of player that in in a, in a second he can change the game for you like you know get the ball into his feet you know I, he needs to play 90 minutes to get the best out of him like you know Sean he's an engine he's never tired you know the game probably goes away from Kerry sometimes and he's probably not getting as much ball as, as he'd like but when he does get the ball he turns back to goal and goes at it you know for me like he's just been outstanding he's scored goals he can assist like you know he's kind of our creative option really you know if we can get the ball to Sean a bit more we we will create enough uh, more chances like you know so like he was straight in there for me like you know again with John Hannifin he's probably fill it out into my eleven first or second like Uh, I agree with you I've I've Sean McGrath as my number ten as well Sean McGrath yeah Sean McGrath (laughs) (laughs) I have him as my number ten as well I think from midfield he's our most creative player from midfield um I mean we seen it with the the goal away to who was it Bray that Mm. link up play with uh. Leo to get that Leo going right now. Yeah. Do you know yeah. that's what he can do once he gets the time and space when he gets on the ball? He's nice, nice quick turn, good and tight spaces. Once he gets out of that and he actually has space to run with the ball, he can do even more damage. Uh, I do agree with you. Drifts out of games, but that's when the game is going against us. Absolutely. I don't think that's any fault. Of no his fault of his own. No, he's, exactly. waiting, he's waiting to get possession. If we don't have possession, he can't get it. He can't do damage. That's the way it is. But when he has the ball, he's all. I think he's 
our most constant threat from midfield mm. whether he goes out wide plays net 10 goes out right doesn't make a difference um, so that's why I have him as my attacking player in my three midfield so who do you have as your final centre mid there Anto? my final centre mid is actually someone you've already been talking about Keen Barrett Oh, I would yes. love to see him sit into the midfield I, I, I think exactly what you were talking about he's so versatile so strong loves running up and down the flank but I think if you could have him rowing in a mat in the midfield that would be a good kind of powerhouse midfield that could just drive the team forward good range of passing strong defensively I don't know. I, I just think it would be it'd be good to see him in that position. I think it's something that's been said before. Like I, I definitely like to see Keane in in midfield a bit more. Obviously not at the moment because he's in such a good form at right back. Like you know, it'd be a terror to take him out right of there. Center. Huh? Right center. He's playing the five back. He's playing right center of five back. What games you watch? Just in your team, is it? No, that's where he's playing at the moment. I don't know about that, but but well, yeah, look. actually, that's actually that's actually another conversation. Sometimes it is confusing. Yeah. Um, we don't know whether he's playing right back or right centre, but yeah, either way, he's putting in solid performance defensively, mm. absolutely. <laughs> but um, that's that's the main reason why I have him at right centre for me. Pad just came at me there. Oof, I did. I did. He's, he's clinched. I'm just saying what I'm seeing. Right? If you see something different, that's fine. Isn't it? We're all, look. Rare. We're all probably wrong here anyway. So it doesn't make a difference. Patrick. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so we'll move on to our attackers. I've gone five three two, so I've two up top. Who do you have? You've obviously three. Yeah. So two two wide and one up top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've 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 gone for two up top and one just slightly in behind. Or it's or it's you've you've a ten and yeah. two up top. Okay. I just said uh, shot McGrath, obviously. Okay. Just in behind the two strikers. So. Perfect. Yeah, and <laughs> we've we've elaborated on Sean a good bit, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So who do you have? Do you want to go left wing or right winger? Uh, left side. Yeah, obviously Leo. Yeah. Um, I don't even think we've seen the best of Leo yet. Being honest with you, I think there's a lot more to come. And no matter how outstanding he's been for us, mm-hmm. I think we've in recent times he's just getting better and better in the last couple of games. Uh, we've seen it against Treaty at home, like to pull that that goal out of the bag, like you know. Um, in the earlier games, I don't think we utilised him enough. I think we played too much of these long balls over the top, and we're not bringing him into the game enough. I think we've seen when he gets on the ball that he can do damage with it. Like you know, he wouldn't be he's not the fastest player in the world, but he finds space in a lot of places. Again, I go back to what I said. I don't, you know, he didn't get enough ball for me. Like, and I think you would see it in him in the the first maybe eight or nineteen games of the season the frustration on his face when the ball is being turned over up top, like that we weren't moving it quick enough. And again, that goes for like Sean in ten seconds. He's the one getting the ball enough. Absolutely. Be it Nathan or Sean Kennedy in the other side, mm. like they, we just weren't getting the ball enough. So that's why I'm saying we haven't seen the best of him because literally he's probably started getting the ball in the last five or six games and he's doing a bit of damage. I think. Yeah. What about you, Ento? Uh, for my left striker, it's also Leo. Okay. I'd I I'd actually like to see him once again more central kind of position. Um, just just to see if he can get in behind a centre back more than say a wing back who might be a little bit faster. So I'd, I'd I'd like to see him kind of cut through those channels in the middle, and even if he wants to drop back with Sean and just play one up top kind of thing, you know, it, it might be interesting to see. Yeah. So I also have Leo as one of my two strikers. Um. Again, there's a reason I there's a reason I set out like this. Okay. <laughs> the manager instincts, man. <laughs> Five, three, two. 
Leo up top and I'll I'll because I'll move on to the <coughs> next striker as well. I also have Ryan Kelleher up top. Okay. Leo plays off Ryan. That can be changed into Keane can stay as a right back, play four to back, Graham can go right wing. I feel like I'm playing football manager. That's, that's your that can can convert <laughs> you into your four three three. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah, you yeah. can move Keane Barrett into midfield and go four to back and leave Graham there. Move Sean McGrath out right. That's why I've picked my eleven this way is that I can be transformed into three or four different elevens depending on how the game's going. I know I'm not in your team, but I've never been so motivated to play for you. <laughs> that's Joe, oh, that's great. That's great to hear. It's <laughs> great to hear. But yeah, that's, so that's why I've gone with this shape and formation is Ryan Keller and Leo up top. Start at five to back, full backs get up the pitch. Leo can drift wide, play the one twos with Sean. Ryan Keller is always in the box. And goal. Graham goes up the right wing. Gets his goal. Keen Bar can drift into midfield. Go forward to back. Sean McGrath can go right. We go wide. Do you know that kind of thing? But anyway, Leo, playoff of Ryan. Two dangerous players. Ryan is... He's our top goal scorer at the moment, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ryan's our top goal scorer. Leo is very impactful once he gets on the ball. Leo tends to drift out wide a lot, even when he does kind of try and stay... like Or when he is put... A Makes bit a more in, though, like He's trying to find a bit of space himself to get Absolutely. on the ball and get in. But it's it's that's that's the player I think we need rank for Ryan Kelleher as a support act is like for each other basically. If Leo drifts wide, he has a target to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he stays cent- if he stays central, he can bounce off Ryan. Ryan can flick it on. Ryan can get in behind Leo. Leo can get in behind Ryan. Um, I think they do link up well together when they're playing on the same side. Leo plays a lot out left wing. Mm-hmm. When Ryan links up with him, I think it's brilliant. I think they're a great partnership. They both want goals. They both try and get as many goals as possible. Uh, we've spoke about Ryan fairly in depth a couple of episodes ago. He's brilliant at holding up the ball. Um, he's a, he's very good in the air. He tries to get as many shots on target as possible, and he just constantly goes for ninety minutes. So that's why the two of them are up top for me. So your striker, your second striker. I, I also have Ryan, and yeah. it's for a similar reason. That's why I kind of want the two of them central. I think they just feed off perfectly together. That they'll bounce off Leo through vice versa you know Ryan makes the run through and Leo just chips it over something like that I just think Ryan Keller is kind of a shoe in for, for a striker in the team at the moment yeah, absolutely yeah. I've got Ryan as well um, look for obvious reasons Ryan's a goal scorer for us in fairness probably not in the form that he was in the last couple of games um, but I suppose the opportunities were far and few between um, but Ryan has been fantastic through it all I think when he kind of cemented his place in the in the team that Started scoring a couple of goals. He had a good three or four or five games. You know he was by far the standout for us. I think he's his work cut out from now though. Um, with Danny Okute coming in. Absolutely. Um, you know, Daniel's obviously a very very good player to be scouted over to play, play for Stockport. Look, it's great to have the competition. Like you know, 100%. you know, you to see the two of you have two strikers in your team. There's no reason they can't be Ryan and Danny. Like if they yep. start, absolutely, you know, linking yep. up and scoring goals. Like you know, absolutely. Um. I've got my Nathan Gleeson on the right side of the tree. Um, Very unlucky enough to get my team just before you go on to uh, go on about it. Right yeah, no, I, I think Nathan got a bit of sick at the start of the season for you know losing a bit of ball. But for me, like for the first eight or nine games, I think he's probably one of the only players that had the, the fight in them to carry the ball forward at all obviously times. On, yeah. Every time he got the ball, obviously he's turned over a couple of times, but two or three times out of ten, if you can get past that last man and get the ball into the box, like it's an opportunity. Like you know, Nathan probably created. Probably most of our chances at the start of the season. Yeah, it was very um, positive. After, after who my second choice would be, who, to be fair, I think if he was, wasn't was injured at the moment, Sean Kennedy. Sean Kennedy, 
I think Sean was very good. Like Sean, he's like the angriest man in the field. Like you, know, <laughs> you have to love it, like you know, because yeah. you need that bit of anger. Like Sean gets stuck in, like you know, he he wants fellas hitting him, like you know, he's got good pace. He scored in the draw against Finn Harps at home. Yeah. You know, he's hungry. He's like you can see the quality in Sean. I think he's very unlucky for Kerry that he's injured at the moment because I think he'd have a big say in that right wing position if he wasn't injured, like you know, yeah. and. Apparently he's great crack as well, so you know, <laughs> Johnny, you know, come to the castle bar for the, like, for the game if you're if you're still out injured, man. Yeah, Whoa. <laughs> um, oh, Pam the saucy curious. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's learning. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm getting there. I'm I'm getting into the ultra vibe as the games go on. But anyway, um, I agree with you. I like. I think I think Nate was unlucky not to get into my eleven. I tried to fit him in, but. I couldn't because you couldn't I have twelve players. Yeah. I, I I wanted other players in. I could have I could have easily put him in, but I would have taken out someone that I really wanted to keep in there. That being either Graham or Keen Barrett, I wanted them both in there. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, of course. And I have a nice system going. I've it's like Paz it. audio CV. I love this. See, like year like in school, and you're writing on the back of the pages yeah. like, "Oh, Cassius Zambrata, <laughs> two grand, fucking like, oh, this is my favorite world eleven. Like yeah. this, I got to do this. Like when we got all those messages, I was like, I can't wait for this episode. Like it's great. But then when I was doing it, I was like, shit, this is hard. We got this question in last month, didn't we? Yeah. So you just went to I'm only joking. Maybe I was doing it. <laughs> Who cares? But oh. anyway, yeah. So that is myself, Ducky, and Antos. What we think is both Kerry's best 11 and the 11 that we'd like to see going forward. Obviously, it's only an opinion. If you have an opinion on what you think is Kerry's best 11 or what you think is your favourite 11 um, players for Kerry FC and formations and whatnot and tactics don't be afraid to DM us and send them on to us and we'll try and share as many as possible on social media um, right speaking of questions and sharing on social media we have a few questions from fans to answer are you ready lads ready Oof. so the first question is from Shane on Twitter is Kerry FC the reason you're a fan of the League of Ireland or is the League of Ireland something you always kept an eye on before the creation of Kerry FC? Now I'm going to push this to you first Anto because yes. you're from Dublin. I am. It's a big, big football scene up there. It's massive. Loads of clubs. Massive. Um, so yeah, basically when I was growing up, you know, we, we had Rovers on the TV a lot. Um, didn't go to any of the games. I didn't really have a lot of interest in it. Obviously, going going to school in Dublin, you you get asked the the same question over and over again. Rovers or bows, and depending on how you answer, you could come out with a black eye or you get a pat on <laughs> the back. Um, no, uh, yeah, look, there's four clubs up there. You have Pats, Shells, Bows, Rovers, and plus all the all the kind of non-league cl- clubs. So it's. It's it's a big thing up in Dublin. Um, it's probably hard not to get involved. Yeah, in the you, 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 you do watch it. Anyway. I, yeah. I was watching it a lot. I, I, I didn't mind kind of who won. I wasn't overly pushed. Yeah. I know a, a lot of my friends now are, are big into Pats. So, yeah. you know, we get them in the cup. We'll, we'll, we'll have to give them a good You're, you're, you're still good keeping bait your cards close. So S- small bit. Um, oh, no, who do you support? Come on, I, black guy or not? I didn't really follow anyone, yeah. just to be clear. Yeah, just, just to be clear. I, I, but I, yeah, so you, I, you followed it. You, you did follow before I, Kerry FC. So. I watched it, yeah. I, you know, yeah. obviously you, you always keep an eye. So it was... It was what about you, Dougie? Um, no, honestly, no. I didn't. Um, Man United always. Just yeah. Man United. 
look, you keep an eye on the, the League of Ireland teams in Europe and whatever, like, but I suppose Phil as well as like support your local team, support support your. We never had the opportunity to support support our local team until now. Yeah. So, do you know, would I like to? I probably would have liked to, but I I kind of always in the back of my mind, always kind of said, like, if Kerry FC or Kerry ever have a team in the League of Ireland, I will wholeheartedly support them. Yeah. But until then, like you know, I I never had an interest. Being honest with you. Yeah. Like. And I, I think you're. I think you'd be the same as most people. Like, like to be fair, I followed, I followed the League of Ireland, in patches. So I didn't follow it up until I was maybe fifteen, sixteen. Mm. And then Billy Dinnehy took over Belly High Athletic under sixteen, <laughs> yeah. and he was playing for Cork City at the time. So we went to Cork City game, and it was probably the best game of football I was ever at. Genuinely, I'd been to Old Trafford, and that was probably uh, Cork City and Pats when Colin Healy scored a bicycle kick. Nice. That was. You know, and I, I, I followed, don't remember that. And I followed, I followed uh, Cork City in for a couple of years while Billy was playing. Dropped off a small bit, then kind of came back into it again when um, Rovers and they kind of when they introduced the Conference League in Ireland had a, a, another chance to mm. another chance to get an extra team into Europe. A few of the boys from college from Dublin and up there they they followed Bows and Rovers and stuff. So I kind of watched a few games with them, but nothing very serious up until now really. So I'd kind of be. In a way, I'd be the same as you, nothing heavy until now. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, I think that's for most of. I think that's for most of Kerry anyway. I'd imagine so. Yeah. You'd imagine so. Um, so, Pa, picture yeah. this: FAI Cup second round, Kerry at home to Cork City. Yeah. Home or away? End. Home or away? See your Cork City fan. Three minutes ago, Dave. I said I went to uh, one yeah. game and I watched a couple of games. Well, you kind of threw a look when he said, "Kerry, yeah. there, lads, just yeah. to let you know." <sighs> <laughs> Moving on. Then, uh, thanks very much for that question as well, Shane. Uh, next question is from Stephen Conway, the COO of Kerry FC. Uh, Stephen contacted us on Instagram and said, "Hi, lads." Great podcast to listen to abroad in Boston. I have two questions for you. So the first one being, what suggestions would you have that can improve on the match night experience at home? P.S. Remember, no flares allowed. Oh, so, no party. Well, that's that's everything got out the window. But no, uh, we actually do have ideas. We've brought them before. Yeah, look, we've plenty of ideas that, look, I suppose to improve the fan experience um, personally like for the club I don't think there's enough going on in the town of Tralee for the club like you know I, I see a lot of advertising on social media and stuff like but there's not a bit of colour around the town yeah. you can't buy a jersey you can't buy a scarf you can't buy a hat uh, I do think that's very very important absolutely you know only for having an interest in, in soccer like you know if you would you know about it regards to so there isn't a flag or anything around the town like, no. I know it's not the, the match experience but it's what, it, what it's what gets people up there gets, what, gets them involved in the club absolutely um, that's just something I'd like to see yeah and like from my point of view I think in terms of the match night experience I think just maybe a bit more on the match night itself so like I think an idea we had is like stuff at half time like I know that the kids play their game in the middle of the pitch, but I mean, like, even if you split the pitch in half and you had the kids play anyway, 
but maybe just for a couple of minutes before the players come out something like a crossbar challenge win fucking 100 quid or something like that yeah, so small small things like that getting getting the players a bit more involved the fans outside of match days I think would draw more people to the games I think we, we spoke about that before we'd, we'd like to get involved with the players and you know throw up videos and stuff like that and see so that the fans can get an interaction with them online on social media and that might encourage them to go up to games a bit more as well yeah but the fans like you know get to get to know uh, behind the scenes of the players and just catch on what, what, what they're about like you know you might see them become a lot more involved in singing that player's song on the sideline or you know yeah. small little things like you know I also think I think it'd be said for a lot of maybe the men to go to the games maybe a few pints above the game somewhere yeah. if possible in the long term like also helps the match experience creamy pints creamy pints yeah. you know it's just I suppose congregation like we're, we're trying to get people down to the Castle Barn Friday night before the FA Cup yeah. game mm-hmm. you know if you had a big groups of fans meeting up like it's only going to make the match experience better for for the older people obviously yeah. like I know the kids there's a lot of kids up there as well like, yeah. but like, we can only talk from our own point of view absolutely and it. like just to touch on encouraging people to go up to the castle bars well, it's not necessarily to get you involved to come along and start screaming and shouting it's to make sure that we like to try and encourage more people so that we have a bigger group of people having a bit of crack at the game as well and stuff um, and a couple of points and the singing will come with it then hopefully eventually but if you don't want to that's fine too but once there's a big crowd of us going up in, in a nice a nice gathering and it's full of banter then look that's kind of the main thing really is what we're looking for out of that meet up in the castle bar yeah um, anything else I told you've had to improve the match night experience no I just think like, touching on like what, what you both said it's you know you, you have a few away fans coming down and it, obviously they know there's a game on but they walk around town and they don't feel like there's a game on yeah you know there's no true, kind of yeah. buzz around No, you know you walk into the pub oh are you showing the carry game yeah we are yeah. you know that's yeah. that's kind of what you're you're getting yeah. so it's like I don't Obviously, it's hard to to change that, but hopefully, if we if we get a lot more meeting up in the castle and and things like that before the game, a lot more atmosphere will build up, and then everyone will start to try and jump on board and get a few more flags up around town, just get some a bit of color around. And I think that like the Paul O'Connor knows one as a supporters liaison for yeah. AFC. Like my Paul has been great. I talk with Paul quite a lot about you know stuff we can do and about meeting up with the club. Mm. You know, so I, if the, if the club could help Paul out a bit and you know help him get involved with more fans, it'll be very important too. Like a bit of colour around around the Montau Park as well. Maybe a couple of flags and stuff hanging off the side. You know, it's it's all advertising boards. Yeah, even on the greenway, just have even stickers. Throw them up on the poles. <laughs> yeah, but like you want something bigger than yeah. bigger than that. Yeah. Like I, I do think that the club need to link up with the fans more. You know, yeah, big time. You absolutely. know, lots, lots of fans want to get involved in any way, shape, or form that they can. Obviously, we want to watch the games. But we're not going to be doing any stewarding or anything like that. That's that's not us. Like you know, unfair play to lads that do do that. But I don't think there is enough of a link between the club and the fans, and, yes. and I, that's why that I needs to change for me to keep the yeah. club that's going forward. Like fans are number one. You know, it's that, important. Yeah, that's why I think the more of an interaction between the players and the fans outside of the match day and training and all that crack you know I know they have the meet and greets every now and then with the kids but I think with the broader area of Tralee or Clarny or wherever it may be just to meet the people maybe our age a bit older a bit younger whatever it may be 
just to get to know them as you said and it attracts more people from all age groups anyway it's most of the game Absolutely. drive on a bit more if there's that bit of a personal connection there with that part of what certain player or certain person that you meet whether it's through a video online or whatever it may be just to get them a bit more get them to answer a few questions whatever it is build some bit of a connection you're going to want to support that person then as well so that's why I, I would agree with you that, that but Pat whoever could do that who could meet the players ask the questions hmm we have a lovely host of the Kerryman podcast, don't we, Anthony? No, we do. Let's we just do. say the Kerryman podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, so Stephen has a part two, a second question. There is no doubt we are on a very good run of performances, in brackets, lost last five by one goal. What would a win on Friday? What would a win on Friday night do to the confidence of the team and supporters going into our next home game in search for our first league home win? I think it'd be massive. Like huge f- first FAI Cup game, like let alone match. You know, it's just first time we're ever in it. We we get a win there, and we're on to Finn Harps at home the next week. Wh- who we've nabbed three draws, two draws yeah. from. So like you go in, we beat Ring Matten, and we play well. I don't see why not. Like I I, 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 I think I don't even everyone, think we need to play well. I think I think just three points. Yeah, but yeah, just get it over you know, the line. Yeah, just get I just, it over I the just line. Think, I just think three points, get over the line, get the atmosphere behind you. Get just once you get that first, because I mean they've got the feeling of getting a win away from home. They've got the feeling of getting draws away from home, yeah. so they know they can get draws away from home. So you can. That's why I think we see them performing a bit better away, whereas at home they haven't really had those performances and getting those points to consistently do that again. So I think that first win doesn't matter how it comes, who it's against, just three points. Under the lights inside, yeah, no matter how dirty it is, yeah. yeah. I think I think that will drive them on for It'll more really home games coming down the line. Yeah, It'll really, just lift the pressure off them. It's big. Pr- it's, it's probably as I said earlier. It's the big most pressure they're gonna have on their shoulders. Like you know, like a lot of people just expect them to show up and win the game, but that that's not going to be the the result. Like you know, they're gonna probably have to gonna fight harder against these lads. To get that, to get the win, like you know, Absolutely. these boys are going to be well up for this. Absolutely, you know, to knock out the League of Ireland side, yeah. non-league side. Yeah. They're, you know, you know what it's like in the FA Cup in England, like you know, yeah. the non-league teams do well. I just hope, hope the boys are, are up for it, like you know. Yeah. I, I hope so too. I, I like it. that's the only doubt I have is if maybe they might be a bit too confident going into it. Not saying that they're a team to be that way. Most teams, if they're playing a side that isn't in their division or and isn't in the division lower. A lot of most of those teams going to games a bit overconfident. I think Ringman will be the dangerous team to play I, against. I think I disagree with you on that. I think, I think they they know what what to expect. I, I think they know they need to put in yeah. probably their biggest performance of the season mm. to, to to win here. Like you know, yeah. it's it's at home. It's the FAI Cup. You know, it's the first time the club has played in it. Like you know, obviously there's the added pressure, but I don't think they're going to be. As in not overconfident to win the game, but they're not going to expect to win the game. Yeah. Well, I was ho- I was hoping they won't be overconfident. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't it, think it, they will be, but I'm I'm hoping they won't be overconfident. I, I I don't think so. I think they know what they expect. And I think they they're ready. You yeah. know, as I said, they put in that extra training session this week. They didn't do that for no reason. Absolutely. Do you know they, they know what a, what a battle they have ahead of them on Friday? Like and hopefully. Hopefully, talk Cork City in the second round. I'm <laughs> team defense. <laughs> <laughs> I say I go to one. <laughs> I say I go to one electricity game ever Football before fans. Kerry FC, and all of a sudden, no. Oh, when we played him, so you're going to be in the end. Shut up. <laughs> right. Thanks very much for the two questions, Stephen. Um, 
so yeah do we have anything coming up any other uh, events fundraisers matches camps or anything that you know of off the top of your head just a charity game kind of Celtic next week yeah. um, hopefully I'd, I'd imagine that would be a big, a big show people absolutely yeah um, I don't know if I'll make it myself like, but it'll be I'll the be... first carry FC game in Clarny anyway as far as yeah John is for a good cause yeah. um, be great to, to get it get it sold out yeah, absolutely for the club for everyone um, gives the might give a few of the younger lads or the fellas not getting as much minutes time as well yeah yeah you know um, see some fresh faces see more of the new signings and stuff so that's good um, so look before we sign off we encourage as always the fans if you have any questions queries any opinions that you'd like for us to answer or share on the next podcast feel free to drop us a DM let us know on Instagram Twitter um, and thank thanks to all our sponsors thanks to Kieran Sullivan Coaches the Blasket Bar the Castle Bar John Doe's and do you want to mention our new recent sponsor no we'll uh, we'll leave that in the loop for now we'll leave that in the loop we've got a new podcast now. sponsor coming on board um, yeah. once, it's a, once it's official we'll, we'll mention it yeah no it's official deal, deal done contract signed but uh, here we go we'll, uh, <laughs> the big reveal coming soon yeah, look it's great to have someone on board um, so we can evolve this like um, some things coming up like oh, we're going to record a live podcast in the Castle Bar um, no date as of yet so that will be a bit of crack um, we've also been, been invited to the Anchor Bar in Carsai Veen yeah. so that's coming up in the future the boys are going to hit in South Kerry um, we're going to record a live, live podcast maybe watch along um, but we'll release details of that closer like, but mm-hmm. exciting times exciting um, times and look yeah. we, thank, we thank all the support we've gotten so far online off everyone and in person that we've met that, uh, that have given us compliments on the podcast we're still only learning we're still trying to perfect it I think it'll be a long process but we do appreciate your patience and your support and thanks to lovely Brian again this week for coming in and setting up all the sound and the audio for us which he will edit out the creaking of the chairs and my feet <laughs> every two seconds um, for anyone that wants to sponsor uh, Carry Man Podcast t-shirts be sure to get in, uh, in touch um, we're freezing cold here let's we're yeah. sitting here on our top side once again but naked (laughs) (laughs) anyway but uh, yeah thanks all the sponsors again thanks to our fans for constantly getting in contact giving us questions giving us opinions and that's it for this week see you Friday night in the Castle Bar see you Friday night in the Castle Bar